back in the morning hookup. It's a Monday. Happy New Year, everyone. Still, I know it still doesn't feel like it, but man, it's only been like what nine days, ninth day of the New Year. So let's bring on our guy Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. Evan, happy Monday, happy New Year. Happy Monday, guys. And I want to say I caught the end of your last segment about like smuggling goods into (laughs) events. Yes. It, it reminds me of the one time I got busted. I, I brought a can of soda into a movie theater and, and thought I was going to open it during a loud scene, and there was a transition, and everyone in the theater heard the, the, the crack of the can opening, and it was just, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got totally busted from dirty looks and people saying, you know, bringing smuggling in goods and things. So do it, but you gotta you got to be more careful about it than maybe I've been in the past. Well, do you think tonight... <laughs> They're going to have things figured out to where people, or tomorrow night, excuse me, tomorrow night. Do you think they're going to have things figured out to where people don't have to do that? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I hope so. I know, you know, Trev has said in the past, talked about bringing, uh, you know, different university uh, athletic department employees over to, to come help with that. So maybe that makes a difference. I don't know how quickly you can turn that stuff around or if you can sort of make that part of people's job descriptions or if that's a, a volunteer thing. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, I, I think knowing Trev the way that we do, uh, he does put a lot of value into some of the, the so-called smaller things like that, the fan experience. I think he's sensitive to the fact that you just you can't take it for granted that you're going to get crowds when everything's on TV and people like, uh, you know, have, have their own home theaters and things like that. So I expect there will be changes. I'll be curious to see what they are. It will definitely put people uh, to take extraordinary measures for snacks. I'm telling you, it's like going to the theater. Like I get, I think I felt like um, my in-laws a lot. They're like this, and they will like before you head to a movie. They're like, "Hey, do you have this, this, and that, and that? Can you put it in your purse?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like they really are going to do this. Yeah, that's that's always the key too. Is if you're with um, you know a woman who has a purse. Like their ability to smuggle in things with that is so much greater than any guy because nobody's gonna nobody's gonna rifle through a woman's purse searching for snacks and and, and candy and things. But you know, a guy really our best chance is if you get that big bulky winter coat and maybe you put some stuff in the pockets. That's that's really the only way that we're getting away with it if anyone's looking. Awesome, well, Evan, man, we're back, man. It's the new year, and uh, a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of good things happening in Nebraska athletics right now. You've got coaching stuff with the Nebraska and recruiting going on for the football side. you got Nebraska basketball getting a win. But for me, when I flip the calendar, I don't lose my focus, but I always start thinking about baseball a little bit because you flip the calendar. Uh, what's ahead for Nebraska baseball because – Again, you flip that counter, and I'm actually, if you have any questions, I can get some insight if you need some. I'm going to be at the Gordon facility tonight. That's where our 12U practice is happening tonight, and uh, they're giving uh, us exposure to that facility and uh, to some of the coaches down there. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I mean, you know, half the team is new, so bring your pen and paper and do a little scouting report, see how it's all looking. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's... I think today actually is their first day of, of sort of, uh, you know, beginning that process back to skill instruction. And you start that ramp up and you have the first game now mid-February at San Diego. They've got mm-hmm. four out there. So, um, you know, I, I've always been a big believer. And I, I'll continue to say it. Like, the way the college baseball season is structured, that first you know, month or so is really key in setting your RPI, especially for a team like Nebraska because you get into the Big Ten – and you just there's not a lot of teams that you're going to face that sort of move the needle there. So 
it's really important, I think, more so for uh, a team like Nebraska than a lot of them to uh, to start strong. And so to do that, these next five or six weeks are really important as they're uh, you know, solidifying the rotation, trying to put a lineup together. And again, you're talking about a team that it turned over more than half of its roster. This is a team that still uh, has to, to trim its roster. I believe it's still at 46 players. It needs to get down to 39 wow. by the time uh, you know things get rolling. So there are some decisions. I would imagine some of those decisions will be made sooner than later because then those, that allows those players to, to uh, catch on maybe with a junior college program and, and you know establish where they're going to play this season. But there's just a lot to figure out here in these next few weeks if you're going to hit the ground running. And uh, and I'm like you, man. You hit 2023, and suddenly you start looking ahead to uh, what's coming up this season. I know uh, you know fans, coaches, players, not, not happy with how last year went when you don't make the Big Ten tournament. Um, and so they're banking on a lot of maturity. They added a lot of older players to the portal, uh, brought in a, a recruiting class that they like, and we'll see you know, pretty quickly, I think, how it all translates onto the field. We're talking to Evan Bland with the Omaha World Herald. Let me transition over to football. Uh, we heard from our new OC Satterfield from uh, over the weekend with a press conference. What, what, what are your takeaways uh, from that press conference? Uh, it was entertaining. I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, seeing both of those coordinators, Marcus Satterfield, Tony White, for the first time in a in a press conference setting. Um, you know, they're both. I thought they were both pretty thoughtful. I mean, the <clears throat> I know the thing people take away from Satterfield was the idea of using a fullback, and and he and he sort of has a history of doing that. Um, not with maybe what you would consider a traditional fullback, but more of like an H back or a, a tight end or. Or somebody like that who could fill that role, sort of like maybe a, a Chancellor Brewington, even though he's not on the team anymore. But um, you know, I, I, just, I thought he was thoughtful about some other interesting things. You know, he, he went on about how he's he's on a crusade for the huddle. Nebraska is going to huddle again, and, and how those are leadership moments for quarterbacks to you know look their players, their, their teammates in the eyes, and say we're gonna we're gonna go down and score or whatever. And um, you know, I, I thought that was interesting, and and the way that. Um, this offense is going to sort of um, blend in, I suppose, in a lot of ways to what the Big Ten does, uh, ball control, ground and pound, um, you know, sort of a pro-style attack. I thought that was fascinating. And then, uh, you know, on the other side, <clears throat> Tony White sort of laying out his vision for a three-three-five defense I thought was pretty compelling. And, and you know, you, you, you sort of match that with what's going on in college football right now where you've got a team in the championship uh, in TCU that, that uses a three three five and and um, you know we just saw what they did against Michigan about how that sort of scheme uh, lends itself to some confusion and not knowing where different players are coming from that sort of thing so yeah it was interesting I think it was a, it was a it was one of those deals where Nebraska never loses a press conference I don't think they lost this one it was a lot of fun uh, to sort of hear their their takes on how Nebraska is going to start operating. But, you know, again, when you think about the ways that Nebraska has struggled over the course of the last five, six, seven, eight years, I think some of their, um, their points of view on what can change and what it takes to win in the league, um, you know, are, are interesting. And I think they're probably worth seeing how they play out. Evan, when you look at the, uh, the staff, what coach rule has done, putting the staff together, recruiting, um, you know all the stuff that he's done in a very short amount of time. Uh, how would you assess? Would you I like? Could you grade it and give us a grade on it? And if it's helped Nebraska fans buy in, because I think this hire, going back to when Coach Rule was hired, it was the most divided I think I've ever seen Nebraska. 
from mm. a coaching hire because you could have picked anyone and then somebody would not have been happy. Like, no, it's never going to work. But I think Coach Rule, and that's what he's done in a short amount of time, has been, I would say, remarkable. Yeah, it has. And, you know, who knows how the players will turn out? Who knows how the staff will turn out? But the two things that I'll say I would grade him highly on, one would be, uh, you know, coordination. You talk about just how quickly the staff assembled and, and, and sort of the grinder mentality. It seems like every day he was somewhere else doing something else you know, another town recruiting somebody, whatever. Um, but I, I think most of all, what I was, what I've been impressed with is his conviction to the vision that he has. And so, you know, we've talked about it before where his first commit that he takes at Nebraska is a zero star in Bryce Turner, because he feels like this is the kind of guy that, that he can develop. And you look at uh, the coaching staff that he's put together, the, the majority of whom are in their 30s. You're going to have some multiple 20-somethings as uh, position coaches. And so you don't do that if you are not uber confident in your approach, in your eye for talent, that sort of thing. And I think what you know maybe turns it from doubt into skepticism is the fact that in, in his decade as a head coach, he's already shown that he can do it. You know, he's shown that he can turn walk-ons or toolsy sort of under-recruited prospects into NFL draft picks. He's shown that he can uh, give breaks to these, um, you know, mid-20-something staffers, behind-the-scenes staffers, and, and watch them blossom uh, as, as assistant coaches in other Power 5 programs. Like, he's done it before, so I, I think that certainly gives him uh, some leeway to, to continue to do that. But, again, bottom line – um, you know, the, the conventional way would be, hey, let's recruit a bunch of four stars and five stars. Let's bring in a bunch of established, you know, 40s and 50-somethings coaches. He's gone another way with it um, uh, because of, of what he believes and what his vision is. So I give him top marks for that. Now it's just a matter of seeing, again, how it translates onto the field. It really does make me feel a little older when I look up and I'm, I think I'm double the age of the most recent hire. That really hurts me a little bit. So, but I hope they all do well, and it's me. I'm excited. Hey, one more on football. Um, how important? I think this is a, a point that maybe has been missed a lot. But the fact that you're going to have Casey Thompson back, a Ty Robinson, and Anthony Grant coming back, that foundation uh, could prove vital for Coach Rule, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, Casey Thompson's a guy who we've we've gotten to know as as you know the ultimate film junkie. I mean, he's he's going to be. Um, as prepared as anybody in college football now, it doesn't seem like he's going to be ready physically coming off of his shoulder procedure. So we'll see how that dynamic works out as he goes into competition with Jeff Sims and everybody else here this spring. Um, but, you know, certainly the running back spot uh, looks a lot different than it could have. You have Anthony Grant coming back for a sixth year. I think it was no given that A.J. Allen would come back, um, you know, from his freshman year. He looked really impressive. He was a Brian Applewhite guy and, and sort of a Mickey Joseph guy. So that was somebody that you kind of looked at and, and, and could have understood it if he would have uh, decided to move on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think there are a number of guys that it's weird, right, because like five years ago, this time of year was reserved for, okay, is a guy going to go pro a year early or is he going to come back? And now you add in, uh, is he going to transfer? Um, oh, by the way, they have that extra COVID year still available. Most of these guys do. So do you utilize that or do you move on? Like, there's just so many other things to take into account. So, like, you know, a guy like Quentin Newsom coming back, I think went under the radar, too, as a yep. as a corner. He's been a four-year contributor. 
<clears throat> in a standard world, he would have been out of eligibility, but he had that extra year. He's coming back. Um, you know, I, so I think there are just a lot of sort of uh, small, sneaky examples of these guys who have decided to return um, that are going to uh, sort of supplement, um, you know, the, the incoming signees and the transfers as well. So uh, I think it speaks to, in some ways, again, Matt Rule and his staff and their ability to sell a vision, even for guys who are just going to be here for one more year. Um, I think they, you know, there's, there's a belief that this thing can get turned around pretty quickly. We're talking to Evan Bland with the Omaha World Herald. Let me uh, talk basketball with you real quick. They go on the road. They get a big win against Minnesota in overtime. Give me your thoughts on the game and then you know, looking ahead on the season and things that this team needed to do, uh, do you think Minnesota winning at Minnesota was up on that list? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I heard a take that I agree with recently where it was like, um, there, there's really not a lot of definition to the Big Ten right now. Like there are nights when a lot of these teams look like world beaters, and nights when a lot of them, you know, struggle. And Minnesota was one of the rare, I think, examples in this league where it's like, okay, that's probably the worst team in the league. And so if you're Nebraska, and any win is critical um, to, to go up there, especially you know on a on a weekend morning when things are maybe a little bit sleepier in terms of the crowd to get that win. Is it's 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 big, and I think you follow that up with Illinois. Uh, you know, tomorrow night at PBA, that's another one where that's not by Illinois standards, that's not a great team that they have. And, and Nebraska's, I think, shown that it can be a better playing, you know, better team on its home court. It's, it's had an ability to defend its home court. So, you know, my opinion on Nebraska is is still pretty much the same. Like, there's a, a, a wide on a, any given night. Like, there's a wide range of outcomes for Nebraska. If they're hitting some shots and if their defense is is playing up to their capabilities, then they can do what they did against Iowa and against Purdue. Um, if they're not hitting shots and and you know their defense is a little bit leaky, it looks more like Indiana. Um, so you know, I, I think they've they've had a wide range. The fact that they hit their free throws to to win against Minnesota, I think, was a good sign for a team that was one of the worst um, in terms of free throw percentage in the country going into that game. Um, I know they had some work in the in the NAPL, the, the athletic performance lab there that maybe helped. So we'll see if that, uh, you know, is something that sticks for them too. But uh, anytime you have a game when on paper, it's sort of a 50-50 game. And if it's at home like it is on, on Tuesday, um, it's a big game for Nebraska. And I think if you win that thing, um, you know, you're, you're right back in the conversation for NIT and, and different things that maybe don't seem like a big deal in the big picture to a lot of fans. But um, given the recent struggles of this program, I think are pretty important and maybe a step forward. So, uh, yeah, it should be a big game uh, Tuesday night, and I'm sure they'll have a big crowd backing them again. Yeah, it's just tough. That 8 o'clock start going to be tough. But, man, I think they'll definitely pack it. So, Evan, uh, preview, what, else, uh, what do you got coming up for us? I know it's 2023. I'm sure you got a laundry list of new year's resolutions like everyone and uh what's coming up uh, on uh, down your way uh, in terms of coverage um you know i'm a couple weeks away from starting to crank out some baseball stuff uh there's a lot of interesting you know things i want to get into i think um nebraska's edition in the in the in the portal on the baseball side is interesting compared to the big 10 so there'll be some stuff on that and then you know in, in this uh sort of time of the year um, this is the time when we try to catch up with some of the guys who are going to be getting onto campus on the football side 
uh, you know, in the next couple weeks. So trying to catch up with a couple transfers still, maybe a, an early enrollee or two. And then you've got, um, you know, Huskers in the NFL playoffs too. So that's, there are a number of faces out there, guys like, uh, you know, I think there are three former Huskers on the Eagles this week who get a buy. So, um, you know, Cam Taylor, Brett on the Bengals, Luke Gifford with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, there's all kinds of players uh, that we're hoping to catch up with here, too. So, um, yeah, should be a lot of fun. And, and uh, of course, basketball still rolling along as well. So um, it doesn't feel like there's there's much of an offseason these days. But, hey, that's okay. There's plenty to talk about. Hey, Evan, tonight, Georgia, TCU, I see the spread is up to 13. I know you, you've spoke to Doug and you've done some pieces on on him uh, what? Who are you taking tonight? Uh, it's going to be a fun game. Um, you know, my previous gig in, in Council Bluffs, I did cover him a lot, know his family decently well. Um, I mean, they're they're salt of the earth people. They're they're people that would have uh, you know people over for hot dogs and nachos if they weren't supporting their son at the game. So. Um, you know he's a gamer. I think TCU's defense, even though uh, it got lit up at times against Michigan, can make some plays. I think it'll have to if they want to hang against Georgia. Um, but man, you know Georgia's sort of like the Borg. You know, resistance is is futile with all those five stars and 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 just the, the way that they're rolling right now. So I think you got to favor them. Um, but you can't underestimate the heart of an underdog either, and, and just the the magical ride that TCU's been on. So I'd expect a close game ultimately. You know, my, my head says Bulldogs, but I uh, would love for the Horn Frogs to make this thing a game into the fourth. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, all right, Evan, man, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks for uh, getting back on the list. Looking forward to 2023 and hanging out with you. Thanks, Jens. We'll see you down the line. See you, Evan. Awesome, Evan Thanks, Bland, man. Omaha World Hair right there. Good stuff. I can't wait to look like a couple weeks from previewing baseball stuff. Come on. Fired up. I, and it, yeah, I mean, yeah, man, I've been thinking about baseball, too, and I trust Will Bolt. You know, I trust that he – Knows what type of guys he needs to get in here, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all he did this off season. How many transfers were we talking about each day? I mean, there's so much new talent. So, I'm gonna trust Will Bolton. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, good stuff. Let's take another break. We come back. We're gonna talk about the Natty, and we're gonna go through our picks and some of the props that are out there when we return.